Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. My body just, like, obligatory, as we started recording, just, like, immediately went into the Macarena, and I don't know why. It was just, (laughs) we were like, you said, okay, I'm recording, and I was like, great, I don't know. (laughs) I have a compulsion. I have to Macarena. That was just, like, where my white body, like, went into. Right, that is white culture if you really want to boil it down it's just not being able to stop yourself from doing the macarena at inappropriate times i feel like the best way to start like really eliminating white people if you really (laughs) wanted to get into it Uh is if like we got a lot of like trashy white people that we wanted to start canceling and we got them into a gym And we had, like, two sets of speakers in that gym. And on one side, we played Sweet Caroline. And on the other side, we played the Macarena. And, like, their bodies, like, (laughs) we would not be able to figure out what to do first. Because, like, our bodies would be doing the Macarena, but, like, our mouths would be singing Sweet Caroline. And so, like, we would just, like, (laughs) short circuit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think that's how we start a civil war. I think that's how we do it. Maybe. So I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying we have Link. the tools if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> the ball is in your court, America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm all I'm saying is take it back now, y'all. Oh, you my know? God. <laughs> <laughs> Two hops this time. God. Um, welcome to Into the Twilight, where we talk about toxic white culture. Yeah. And... Dances and who that better I than two experts? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> the most toxic people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly the spookiest stuff we could right. talk about in Halloween. Yeah. Hollow- Happy Halloween, y'all. Uh, how are you doing, my dude? Oh, I'm so tired. Um, yeah. I am fine. Um, yeah. just saying that slowly with a lingering question mark at the end is probably the best thing i'm fine i guess yeah um the best way to explain how i am is one i am going to a wedding this weekend by the time that this is up i will have gone Mm -hmm. to the wedding um and naturally my dress is giving me a stress ingrown hair on my neck which is great (laughs) love that for me um but school is going fine um my if you wanted to know my reputation with my students this year um two of them ran at me today and asked me to um facilitate their conspiracies club that they're trying to start up (laughs) So, my reputation is solid with the kids. Um, And also, my homeroom won a prize, so I have to find a clean TikTok compilation to play for them tomorrow in class. so wholesome and good. Yeah. Um, Which I think I found one, but there's a dog humping another dog, and I don't know how that will go. Yeah. So... (laughs) That's where I'm at right now. How how are Um, you? I'm also fine. (laughs) You know, when they're like, oh, when you ask someone how they're doing, how's it going? And they're like, it's going. That means it's a cry for help. That's been my mood for this week. (laughs) Uh, Because I've been thinking it's, it's one of those weeks where I've been thinking it's Thursday every day and it's still not Thursday. (laughs) Yep. Uh, yeah. To peel back the curtain, I work a full time job, and I also do stuff outside of that, which means I'm always tired. And it's like <sighs> film festival yeah. season in Chicago, and also on the news side of things, 
shit's popping off because teachers are going on strike and it's a whole it's chaotic on all angles and all sides yeah but we're here we're living and we're trying not to combust yep yeah it's uh it's that's awful um i i love that we every week ask each other how we're doing because one I don't often check in uh-huh. with myself. Um, but I don't... There was a a tweet I saw, I think it was yesterday, um, that my cat's just crying, same cat, <laughs> um, that Ash, um, the marsupial pudding uh-huh. on Twitter, um, they had said, like, um, they wanted to start a revolution because the social norm of asking people, how are you, is just, like, right. exhausting, which sure. is yeah. same. Um, and Fiona, fucking neon Fiona, responded to that tweet and was like, I prefer asking people what's good because um, it just, like, right. throws people off, which I love that. Um, and I usually do something similar when I'm in person. Or I try to specify it of, like, how are you doing today? Because if someone right. just asks me, like, how are you? I'm just, like, awful. I'm, like, stressed. <laughs> like, the world's on fire. I don't Crisis know. mode. <laughs> but if someone asks me, like, how are you doing today? Then I can be, like, I usually can have an answer for that. Sure. Here's here's my pitch to assuage that Please. terrible interaction. What if we, as a society, normalize... Well, yes, that for sure, all the time. Great. Um, but also, n- normalize the phrase, what's crack-a-lackin'? Thank you. That's <laughs> what I want. <laughs> I think it, like, gets rid of the tension, and it's fun, and you're just so, like, charmed by it that you're like, oh, I'm, it, things are great, you know? Yeah. And it's not Plus really a lie, because you're just so delighted. And it would finally take away the, like, villainization that we have in society of, like, snapping and popping our knuckles in public, <laughs> which I have been on a personal campaign my uh-huh. whole life for this. Right. So that I completely agree <laughs> if with. If I asked someone what's crackalacking and someone responded by just cracking all of their joints and bones and <laughs> shit in front of me, I would lose my mind. I would jump out of the nearest window. <laughs> <laughs> such vigilance. All I'm saying is that I definitely worked for like a couple years in with group projects mm-hmm. in college with people in like small confined parts of libraries. When yeah. I just needed a moment to just like <laughs> snap my knuckles and use those like old library chairs to like snap my back and uh-huh. I just don't need judgment from people anymore for having old bones. Yeah. Right, and that's your truth, and your <laughs> and that's and my that's personal your crusade. Twenty twenty presidential <laughs> platform. No more judgment for old bones. Okay. <laughs> Cut to you on the debate stage, cracking your back over the podium, <laughs> <laughs> just like flipping my back over and walking like <laughs> the fucking exorcist. Yeah, that would be brave, and I would vote. For you, so, <laughs> thank you. Oh, God, I there was a point, I think it was like last week or the week before when I was trying to relate to my youth um, by talking to them about like old school um, school chairs. I don't know if you mm-hmm. had these in like middle school or high school when the desk was attached to the chair. Oh, yeah. Those like those metal boys. Yes. <laughs> and I used to tell them that like the only thing I looked forward to in middle school was getting to school so I could crack my back on those things. <laughs> Because it became, like, this ritual where if I didn't do it daily, my back would hurt. And they, us little, like, rich bitches, we go to school where, like, their desks and their chairs aren't attached. Uh And so these kids don't know the sweet (laughs) relief of, like, of coming to their chair, a.k.a. Mr. Brightside, and just, like, snapping (laughs) their back. So I tried, I had to literally Google it for these kids. And they were like, oh, those things that we see in old movies. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) That was my life. Yeah. They've never had their ass like stuck to one of those things in the summer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. (sighs) 
Anyways, um, this is all just segue nation. So whatever. If you learn, if you take anything away from this podcast, is that Allie has had old bones since she was born. <laughs> For real, though, fully came out with old, dusty bones. <laughs> it's just like you you knew I was an air sign from the get go because I've always had just like too much air in my bones. Just like. <laughs> Just trying to constantly snap my bones. Yeah. There's nothing scarier to me than just imagining me as a toddler just, like, snapping my knuckles. What? How did my parents not dropkick me around? Just, like, knock it off. I hope this is the episode where we just lose all of our listeners. (laughs) Like, this is the final straw. (laughs) I was talking about bones. I can't tell if this is, like too hashtag relatable for people or if it's just like this is the one where it's too spoopy you know (laughs) yeah all right anyways um we have actual current events stuff that is we got news we have so much news how did this happen yeah it's been a wild week my dude for real um okay we have first of all we have a a cody's corner to get into (laughs) You do this as if you don't have a tool. Fuck, hold on, let me get it. <laughs> Every oh week. I keep forgetting. Your little stylophone is just as getting dust over in the yeah, corner. Yeah, it's just cold and withering. All right. One moment, everyone. Thank you for your patience. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tiny Desk Concert of Cody. Thank Welcome you. to my corner. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to my dark, twisted mind. Uh, today, I'd like to talk about a few things that's been rattling my noggin for the last, uh, I don't know, eight hours. Thank you. <laughs> One of which is a quick Robert Eggers corner. <laughs> I'm so horny. <laughs> Allie, I need you to just reel it in for a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if you're unfamiliar to the space. Robert Eggers, director of movies, one of which is The White House, which we've talked about extensively because our our boys, our boys are pads. Our dads. And Willem Dafoe in it, doing cool things. He also did The Witch, also known as The Vitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's also what I call my private parts. (laughs) I gotta go. (laughs) But uh, found out that he's doing a new thing. Uh, it's not till 2023, so we got a little bit of hype time. The best wait. year. But he's making a movie about Nosferatu. <laughs> and this is just my call to arms. Robert uh. Eggers, if you're free anytime, literally anytime, literally. to come on the podcast, we have so much to talk about. So much vampire lore. But also Robert Pattinson. Like, there's a lot of stuff we could shoot the shit about, and I'd really think we'd have a great time. So this is my pitch. (laughs) Robert. Does this mean... Yes. ...that we need to keep this podcast going for four more years? (laughs) (laughs) I think we, we will have just, like bullshit for the next four years and think of something but really the climax here is gonna be the Nosferatu movie in 2023 that's our swan song episode that's our trip to Disneyland at the end of the podcast that's it it's Nosferatu with Robert Eggers finally (laughs) the ultimate callback to me is talking about not fucking Nosferatu my sweet release oh god Here's the thing, though. I will say, um, I've said before, and I stand by it, that that Nosferatu can get it. I don't know about this Nosferatu, though. (laughs) Yeah, he's a little scary looking. Uh, I'd recommend looking at the poster because it's very haunting. Yeah. Um, But this is what I see when I see Nosferatu. So whenever (laughs) Alice says Nosferatu can get it, this is the face I see. (laughs) This is the... This is the Nosferatu that's a little rough around the edges. It's <laughs> a bad boy. Nosferatu. Um, yeah, the Nosferatu that I always imagine that like can get it is like the OG Nosferatu. That was like that Nosferatu is like me entering college. This Nosferatu <laughs> that Robert Eggers sees yeah. is like me exiting college, which is way. Uh, 
Wow. It's definitely, as it says here in the um, description, it's certainly a loose reimagining, that's for sure. Yes, definitely loose. Is it is Nosferatu coming through you right now? <laughs> yes, that's a spirit. <laughs> okay. Um, and th- uh. the other side of this Cody corner that I'd like to bring you guys to is a beautiful image that it's on our Twitter. You can go see it right now. Uh, originally tweeted by someone named Trish, also known as Ultra Gloss, uh, who said, 19-year-old Robert Pattinson could walk so modern e-boys and TikTok boys could run. Which, already, something we've discussed, regrettably, on this podcast. (laughs) For better or for worse, we've discussed this. Um, But it's a photo from something, a magazine? I don't know. I can't find this. It had to be. Right. And so it's a photo of Arpat's with his fucking beautiful little ruched sweater and a cup of coffee and a beanie and his new balances. And... (laughs) A little, but what really entranced me about this <laughs> was the caption, which just says, Rob, 19, occupation, actor. I'm wearing the only things I've got. My fashion icon is James Dean. Well. Now, can we just sit with this information that we've just heard? I would love to. Because I, I have so many, I can't, it's perfect. Like, it's so Everything about it. It's poetry. This is what I'm talking about. This poetry moves people, and this is it for me. This is a beautiful haiku. I I love it. It is a haiku. The thing I love most about this, too, um, is that it's in, like, a typewriter font as well. Right. And so it either looks like it was written on an actual typewriter or that someone cut and paste these from different magazines and pasted them (laughs) into this magazine issue, which I love just as much. Uh, But I just love the idea of noted film bro, Robert Pattinson, being super into James Dean. Yes. It's just so good. All of it's good. It's just perfect. It's, uh, all of it is chef's kiss, you know? (laughs) Too powerful. Yes. I, uh, wow. Thank you, whatever magazine that was. Yes, thank you for your service. And that concludes Cody's Corner. <laughs> it always reminds me of the fucking instrument from the Grease movie. Oh, that they yeah. Use <laughs> to end the announcements. Uh, yeah, I do feel like I'm just doing the announcements at a high school, <laughs> like over yeah. the intercom. So powerful. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Speaking of power, we need to talk about the official and new Charlie's Angels trailer. Boy, do we. Ugh. It's, And also the poster? The poster is something. Listen. I'm not sure how good this movie is going to be. I don't think it's going to be good. And I don't think it's... I. You can put me on the record saying I don't think it's going to be good. But, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to see it. Right. First of all, it's our legal obligation to see this <laughs> opening weekend. <laughs> because it's for horny people's rights and our rights specifically. I agree. <laughs> I know that they're doing something specific by interstitching the music video into the trailer. Yeah. But I really hate that. Yeah. I I I know this movie is not going to be good and I hate that. I just but, Yeah. But also All I wanted. Picture this. We're just going to yeah. see these three very attractive ladies. Yes. With their guns and their spy stuff and their yep. action and kick and butt. Yes. For like two hours. And we're going to have fun. Yes. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah. I think so. I think we'll have fun. So we're here for it. Yes, I agree. I think that it will definitely be seen by people. Yes. And it looks like they had fun making it. Right. And that's important. It is. So, I, I don't hate that. I just... How nice would it have been if it was actually a good film? <laughs> right. One can hope, you know. <laughs> in, in, in a just world, maybe. 
but my, my least favorite thing about this poster it is haunting to look at for sure um but it is also hot so there's parallels here um, true but <laughs> it's just it's such an embodiment of this like elizabeth banks milk toast feminism that's true. like a half and half of like oh, one God. side is just a closet with sparkly clothes and shoes and lipstick and then the other side's like weaponry and guns and it's like pretty girls can kick butt too it's like all right yeah i'm down with that you didn't have to be so on the nose about it but cool <laughs> the background of this looks so much like um old school mary kate and ashley movies yes Yes. But if it if they weren't like hardcore guns, because like old school Mary Kate and Ashley movies would have been, they would have been like katanas or right. I don't know fucking Mary Kate and Ashley stars. joined the CIA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I and I would have ate that shit up as a younger person too. Oh, sure. It's just yeah. I don't know. Watching the trailer, I was like, oh, so Elizabeth. Banks did all those Pitch Perfect movies, learned nothing other than, <laughs> oh, these movies make a shit ton of money. Right. And so that's what we're going off of here. And done. Roll print. <laughs> oh, well. Whatever. I'm going to see it anyways. Hell yeah. It's fine. Okay. So, speaking of movies, we do have a couple of Batman updates. Hell Yeah. First one is, like, hot off the presses. Yes. Which is about Jonah Hill. Do you want to update us? Yeah. We mentioned briefly that Jonah Hill was in talks to be in the Batman movie. I think as the Riddler? As the... I don't... As the poker, as the... (laughs) Something. (laughs) My favorite Batman character, the poker. As the tickler... Oh, so he was in negotiations to be either the Riddler or the Penguin. Um, I mean, same. Right, yeah. which are two very Jonah Hill-esque roles, perhaps. But I think we originally talked about it. It was about the Riddler. Um, yeah. But turns out he said, no, no, no. And he's out. Y- yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming because of right. money. Maybe. Yeah. It seems like it was just very early in the whole process. Um, but Fair. I think he was just like, no, I'm good. Which is sad, but I hope he does something else fulfilling. Right. Yeah, I, hmm, interesting. I was definitely curious. Right. To see how that would have looked anyway. Yeah. Um, but we do have, we do have news about casting, though. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to tell us about the news that we have confirmed? Uh, well, this just took over Twitter. If you were on Twitter this whole week, you maybe saw this link posted 40 million times. Every other tweet Ooh. was probably this link. <laughs> because it's important. I'm freaking out. And it's that Zoe Kravitz is gonna be Catwoman in <sighs> The Batman. And my loins are not ready. I want it so bad. Right. As the official <sighs> as the official <laughs> bisexual Twilight podcast. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> this is offensive. This is so it's a crime. upsetting. <laughs> like, it's just it's so abrasive and I can't I'm gonna explode. Yeah, when I saw this, I was like, I didn't even know that I needed this until right now. Yes. <sighs> And now I saw some. I saw someone like right after this that was fan casting Jessica Chastain as Poison Ivy, and I was like, I can't. Can you just? I need to breathe. <laughs> like, please yeah. stop. I need a minute, okay? Um, I can't keep but, seeing her beautiful face on my timeline. I gotta get yeah, out of here. Just everyone, shut up, please. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is perfect. I'm so excited. I'm definitely interested. I want to know more. I need to see this movie right now. Thank you, Matt Reeves, for your service. (laughs) Thank you, all the casting directors involved in this movie, for your service. Yeah, I... Fuck. Ugh. Yeah, I'm... I'm very excited, for sure. So. Especially because I've always associated... Because 
wasn't Halle Berry Catwoman before? Hell yeah, she was. Okay, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think this will definitely be good. Because I've always associated with it, like, Catwoman always being very, like, suave. Sure. And, like, yeah, yeah. too cool for school. Having and so when I powerful that's, energy. Yeah, and that's what I think of when I think of Zoe Kravitz. So, fuck yeah. Hell I yeah, I love this. Dude. Yes. Hell yeah. Mm. All right. Love that. Um, we have, we have some questions. Hell yeah, we do. Um, first of all, it's not necessarily a question, but more so an attack on me personally. Uh, <laughs> um, I tell you all week after week, never to correct me. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> and yet the audacity, truly, that you all have. Um, and I tell you all not to correct me, not because I don't want to grow as a person, but mainly because I don't remember what I say. <laughs> it's true. And yet, here you all go. So, fucking Rebecca, Becca, Becky. Shout out. Shout out. Hi. Lovely patron. First, um, thank you for paying us money. Had the audacity to send us a message saying that I forgot. <laughs> 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 that Edward Cullen drives a Volvo and apparently said that he drove an Audi instead. So. How could you have made I, such a fatal error? <laughs> I, I'm going to hell. <laughs> it's my crime, okay? I will pay for it. My bad. I do love this universe where <laughs> Edward drives an Audi, though. <laughs> it really I, reframes the whole Moody being in his car. It listen does. to the doors or whatever, <laughs> like really loudly. It does, in a different light, which I appreciate. Yes, it does. Um, I honestly, I have no idea that I, I don't remember this at all. But um, thank you for the catch. Yeah, Allie won't apologize, so I'll do it on her behalf. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. too proud. My bad. <laughs> Oopsie. My bad. Listen, everyone has those days, okay? All right. Next question is from Janae asking what I've always wanted to, but I've never had the courage to bring up. <laughs> yeah. Which is, um, Janae says, I'm not sure if you all have a plan for what you're doing after you, but staying in the lane of toxic masculinity... God bless. Um, would you ever consider doing the Divergent series? Four, as the books progress, is definitely a bit of a mess. I want to know your thoughts on this. Immediately go. Uh, is this where I confess I've never read any of the Divergent series? Okay, so then we have to, is what you're saying. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, that was the one thing of the whole dystopian YA stuff that I never read. Oh, That was the one thing God. I totally missed. The books and the movies. Missed them all. Missed them. I love them. The movies are awful. Yeah, that's what I thought whenever I saw a trailer. <laughs> the movies are awful. Um, which is so bad. Um, and I hate a lot. Um, Triss is great. And she's the main character. And she's great and perfect. And I love her a lot. Mm -hmm. Um... And four is annoying, mainly because I feel so seen by him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love to do that, mainly because there is so much toxic masculinity in those. Holy sure, sure. shit. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Put it in the, in the repertoire, in the catalog. Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, I would love to do that at some point. I don't know if we've ever want to get back into doing vampire stuff right. or, like, supernatural stuff. Yeah. Um, I am I am open to suggestions. Right. We're, Since our main you're focus... You're humble servants. <laughs> true. Since our main focus at this point is, like, toxic masculinity, we mm -hmm. really, like, our, our genres are kind of open right. at this point. We're just looking for some bad boys. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we're, our, our eyes and hands are open to trash. Yes, all uh, forms. Give it to us. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, speaking of trash, we our intern has a question for us. <laughs> Reporting for duty. <laughs> uh, would you like to ask this question? Yes, from our humble servant, Taylor Brown, Browntown Lautner. Thank you. Who asks, who from the original Twilight cast would you want to play the Joker in the new Batman movie? My money is on our boy Jackson. Oh my Rathborn. god. This is such a great... I think Jackson is a good choice if we're keeping the Jasper hair. Like, he's halfway there. You know what I mean? Like, he's very close. <laughs> Truly. Mm. But hear me out. Yes. Rosalie? <laughs> oh my god. Hear me out. <laughs> Anna Kendrick? Oh my god. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, that would be pretty powerful. Um... The other one that came to mind for me, uh, fuck, what's his name, is Buttcrack Santa, fucking oh, Waylon Forge. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think I've forgotten about Buttcrack Santa, he just comes <laughs> crawling back into my subconscious. How could you ever forget? I'm trying so hard. Yeah. I feel like Buttcrack Santa would be an odd pull, but a powerful pull. <laughs> a cult classic pull, you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the one we what wanted, about- but the one we deserved. <laughs> or what about the one that we don't know that we want, but maybe we need, which is fucking Stephanie Meyer herself. Okay, now we're talking, <laughs> baby. Yes. <laughs> what if she just needs to let loose some fickle fish rage? Right. Yeah. Listen, she can rock a a wild lipstick. You know, we've seen her do it. That's true. Just extend it up a little bit and we're good, baby. We're there. Yeah, she... She knows how to pull off a weird face. I'll say that. (laughs) And she has some acting creds. She's been in both Twilight and Breaking Dawn Part 2. So she already pays into the guild. Right. Giving performances of a lifetime, might I add. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think she already has a IMDb page, so... All right. As an actress. So? So, I mean... All I'm, that's all I'm You're saying. You're welcome. You know? America. Our newest Joker. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you watch that digital short from SNL last week? I did, yeah. Ugh. Jesus Christ. It's very good. Very good. Wow. Too powerful, you know? Yes. Um, that part with the big bird really threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah. And the count. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All I'm saying is I relate, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, we should probably get into this bullshit. Might as well. Things are going to get buck wild, folks. We are, like, in the end game now. Man, fucking strap in, because shit goes from zero to 100. Or, I guess, like, 100 to, like, 150 real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Real so, quick. Last week, at the end of chapter 44, um, that was all the, like, Amy Adam bullshit. <laughs> we were just meandering, uh, <laughs> having a great time with a subplot that's n- non-existent and not important. Yeah, and with fucking Beck not texting back, and then Joe gets back to his apartment, Beck was naked with a pie, and Joe they, fucked like, the pie. Joe fucked the pie, <laughs> and Beck was using Joe's toothbrush again because they're both awful people. And, and they ruined Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Yeah, because they're both awful. So, chapter 45... Things get awful. If you just wanted a little peek behind my curtain, um, Spooks has his toes on my microphone right now because he's sprawled out. So charming. Yep. And for folks that are interested, I did take a photo of my cat um, and put it on the Twitter account because he is disassociating real hard right now (laughs) as we're recording. It's a fat mood. It's a big old mood. Um. My cat, who should be on mood stabilizers, but is not. So, she's <laughs> on right. a steady... Relatable. 
just <laughs> is on a steady dose of catnip. Yeah. Um, okay, so also, well, <laughs> would be mood, but not mood. Okay, so chapter forty-five. Um, Joe talks a lot about pumpkin pie. Yes. Um, he still wants to fuck that pie. <laughs> Can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> he just doing a lot of description about this pie. Um, Beck is like living this domestic dream about like, remember when I made you that pie? <laughs> um, even though it was right out of the can, which like he digs on her for, but it's New York, baby. Like right. where, where is she supposed to get pump, like fresh pumpkin? It's true. So I don't, and I don't even know like what time of year this is, but that would be hard to get. So anyways, um, they're smooching, they're kissing a lot. Um, she's microwaving pie. Joe is cleaning out his search history because he is afraid that she will look on his phone and see that he has Googled Amy Adams or Amy Adams. Yeah, right. His frantic search history of like woman who just went into my bookstore. <laughs> she wore a sweater. Yeah. yeah, so he's terrified of that even though apparently she has never looked through his phone before he's talking a big game that they have sex and beck has quote never come this hard in her life and he both knows that and feels that Mm. and this was the part where i paused and made notes in my kindle that he has watched her hump her pillow before and so i wrote that i beg to differ right at this part right so seems hard to believe right and she's also an english grad student who uses sex with men as a coping mechanism so she's probably had a lot of great sex actually I would believe so. I think the odds are high there. Yeah. So it seems unlikely. And she seems like the kind of person who would advocate for what she needs. Right. So again, I don't I don't believe that she doesn't get what she needs out of sex. Right. It's just hard for me to believe that in sex, Joe at like gives I don't know, he does anything in sex other than what he needs right i guess yeah he does talk a big game about being like oh i love how you're so communicative and you tell me what you want and all that stuff and it's like bro you need this because this is your roadmap because <laughs> like otherwise you're like oh fuck ah, i don't know what i'm doing i'm so scared yeah. of women <laughs> i just to me given what we know about joe he seems like very much like a selfish person who has sex yes um and so it's just hard for me to believe that beck would have to do anything other than like advocate for herself right of like no touch me here like hey have to guide him (laughs) through the process so um after this he's like romanticizing the whole thing about like we shower together behind the yellow police tape and it's like oh fuck yeah i forgot about his curtain um he also is like he's had sex and so he's all like digmatized and he's like you should move in with me this is perfect we've been together for six months and beck is like um actually remember i was only here because my apartment had bugs (laughs) so uh i'm good actually yeah thanks though Thanks, though. Um, I will keep your key and uh, come here whenever I want. But no, I'm good, actually. And he's still like, I'm, I want to buy you a laptop. I want to get you everything you need. I think I might go to the same school as you. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to go to school, actually. And uh, see you later, actually. Yeah. You know, we'll circle back on this. Uh but I'm just gonna go that's cool yeah um and he's doing a lot of things of like 
I know to let you walk out of your, out on your own, and I text you later, but you don't reply. But I'm not worried or scared, because I know you too well. And all this stuff. <sighs> um, and he's making all these big plans, because it's been almost six months since they met. Again, since they met, not when they started dating, for real, but since they met. Um, and he's, <laughs> he mentions that how he's going to go all out is that he is going to set up a table in the cage and they're going to have a candlelit dinner. Uh-huh. Then they're going to fuck in there. Yep. Then he's going to give her the present that he bought, which was a dress that he found in her Victoria's Secret cart uh-huh. from hacking into her email. Yep. And he, the, the amount of work he did to get this, where he was like, I found this in your shopping cart and I finally traced down the product number and I looked it up and I got it for you. And you say you can't pull it off and you text your friends about it, but you never buy it. But I bought it. <laughs> it's like, sir, Ugh. please, God, can you give it a rest? Yeah, I, like most people... Beck was probably doing the thing of putting it in her shopping cart, then waiting for the store to send her a coupon. Right. <laughs> so she was probably just going to get it for herself, or she changed her mind. So you never know, Joe. Right. You never um, know and things about your partner if you don't talk to them and only just assume what they're thinking because you're inside of their email. Yep. Funny how that works funny weird things and then he buys a pitch perfect dvd and he's talking about wanting to get everything ship tattooed on themselves um and for her like on her inner thigh because that's great that's fucking hot baby that's hot just give me everything ship (laughs) right here bucko can you imagine Beck having to go get her pap smear and <laughs> the gynecologist having to ignore that she's got everything ship <laughs> tattooed on her inner thigh. She's like, just, I am sorry. I, please ignore it. It's just, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's, um, it's a, it's a fake tattoo, actually. Um, it's one of those ones, it'll rub off by tomorrow, actually. <laughs> it was a joke. I, um, it's henna, so it's fine. Don't even worry. <laughs> it's henna! <laughs> I uh, I just didn't shower before I came to this appointment. Actually, sorry. I just painstakingly wrote the w- everything ship. Also, was such a long word. <laughs> yeah, just have that sprawled around your inner thigh is haunting. Especially because even though he said like small letters, that would still not just be like in her inner thigh. It would right. go through to her mid thigh. Oh, there's wraparound for sure. Yeah, don't even get me started. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, so he's, like, at work and putzing around and fiddling with the fiction section. Because there's, like, new James Patterson, but he's, like, not upset or whatever. <laughs> I changed the new uh, leaf. I'm not mad at the, the normies anymore. Because I'm And in he's, love. like, not annoyed with Ethan's music. He's, like, a new person at this point. Um, so he texts Beck, like, be home soon. And she sends him another just a K. But he's not mad this time. It's fine. Because it's fine. <laughs> yep. They're in love. Um, it's they beautiful. are. People change. They do. And on his way home, he has this like weird revelation of he like, I don't know, has this weird flashback to like his childhood of this like, he's like, my whole life I've never felt at home. Um, and he starts talking about like with his dad he would, his dad would, like, bring a Christmas tree home, but they would never keep it up until Christmas, and they'd never be able to have Hanukkah. I, like, he starts talking about, like, life was never good for him. <laughs> yeah, he really does a full monologue yeah. situation. And he starts doing another list about Beck, um, about all these things that make her so good. And that sometimes she doesn't listen to him, but that still makes her perfect because even when she's not listening to him, she's listening to him, apparently. 
So I don't, there's parts of Joe's monologue that don't really make sense. No. And do they ever? Um, no, 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 they don't. <laughs> and by the end of this list, Joe was like rock hard. He wants to just like fucking do it. Yeah. And he's got this pitch perfect DVD. He's like ready to fuck to the fucking Bellas. And when he gets home, he sees that Beck has the tapestry uncovered in his apartment and is holding the box of all of her stuff that Joe has kept. Uh-oh. And he's like, oh, beans, I've ah. been uncovered. Oh, shoot. It's like in Scooby-Doo, they fucking rip the mask off and it's Joe and he's done the bad stuff. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How did you and find so your was... panties? How did you Aww. get... How did you take the tapestry off and Aww. see this big-ass crack in no. the wall? <laughs> My secret plan. <laughs> so, chapter 46 starts, and Joe is, like, freaking out. Yeah. Full panic Getting, getting all defensive. Being like, you're the one who snooped in my wall. You're the one who is touching the box of Beck. Being all judgmental and nasty. Right. Getting in behind my sofa mm-hmm. in my special private place. Right. Because it's Beck's And fault. he's like, it is. He's not a creep. He's like, She's nope. snooping. And that is worse than keeping... Your girlfriends use tampon in a plastic bag in the wall of your apartment. He says that she's like a sewer rat. Yeah, it's, uh... She snoops. Gross. Yeah. Especially because it's the the weirdest trophies of (laughs) stuff that we don't even know the meaning behind. Of shit like Mardi Gras beads and Chanel glasses and her yearbook. Stuff that... For us, as the reader, has no meaning or sentimental value. Right. And his, like, justification of that are, like, because they are, like, inherently meaningless and, like, they're things that Beck don't think about often, it's fine. Because he's like, oh, these are things you weren't going to miss. And they're just memories I have of you and that remind me of you or whatever. And it's not like you're going to really look for them and not going to care they were gone. So why don't I just have them? Whereas in the um, in the TV show, it had Peach and Benji's stuff in there, right? Mixed in with her stuff, which made more sense. Right. Of like, oh, I'm gonna hide the stuff as well as it's my trophies, kind of thing. Right, and it was also more incriminating. Right. In that situation, where like none of the Benji and Peach stuff really is coming into play in this interaction, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where he's kept that stuff, yeah. if he has. Um, he, uh, God damn it, Joseph. Um, he does my favorite thing, which is he tells her to calm down. Love that. Because um, she's obviously they, overreacting. Of and course definitely she is. not being instinctually, like, reacting from her heart and her fears. Because her boyfriend has been stalking her for months. Yep. Um, and is denying he it. Instead responds by putting lols in his thinking. <laughs> yeah. Which really was something. Yeah, to paints read. a picture, huh? <laughs> um, and he just keeps being like, calm down. Like, why don't you sit down on the sofa? Like, I'll just explain it all. Um... And if only you weren't so hormonal, we could have a conversation about this. But you can't make any goddamn decisions in this state. Oh, yeah, because that's the thing. He thinks that she's just, like, PMSing. Right. <laughs> because he's like, oh, yeah, well, last month you did this. You got, like, violent and screamed because I threw away a three-day-old burrito. Uh-huh. But then the next day you got your period and you kissed me on the cheek and was like, when I do stuff like this, it's not really me being right. me. And so now he's just like, oh, well, she's just doing that again. <laughs> so if Beck is behaving in a way that I don't like, it's because of her period. 
And I can use that as my ammo to make her feel like shit and that she's wrong and making this all up. Love that. Love that. Super good. Um, And then he does this, like, zookeeper thing, which was really confusing. Yeah. To just, like, dehumanize her, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Where he just pretends that she's a lion- because sure. Because she needs to be <sighs> fucking in a cage and needs to be tended to, or otherwise she'll go berserk. Right. And so finally she's like, so how long has this been going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so Joe finally is like, well, you know, I uh, was pretty obsessed with you when we met. So, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, you flirted with me. And Which gave had me a connection. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I didn't want to spring myself on you and uh, ask you right there. So I just waited uh, and just took your stuff instead. So. Totally explains it all. We're good, right? <laughs> um, and she obviously is like not okay with any of this. Right. Um, and then she finds her stories, uh, from her email uh-huh. and she's like, uh, hmm. and he's like bounding uh, in a book, like a physical book. Oh yeah. Cause he was like, oh, it's okay, Beck. Um, I'm going to get these bound and they'll be for you. It's all for you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't, you fucking hacked my email. Like, I don't, right. <laughs> none of this is okay. Yeah, and this whole time Um, she's, like, reasonably freaking out and being like, you need help, like, you should see someone, this is not okay, and he's just, like, every chance he gets to just make her feel like she's crazy for thinking that way. Yeah, and he keeps being, like, every time that she's like, this isn't love, this is something that's, this is wrong, Mm -hmm. he's like, no, this is, this is our relationship, this is everything ship, and she's like, I don't... No. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this definition of everything ship, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so eventually it gets to the point where she tries to leave and he's like, you're a lion. You need to be caged up. So I'm just going to overpower you. Um, and when you yell, I'm going to tell you, you can't scream because the neighbors will come. And it's awful. Um <sighs> And so it gets to the point where she just, like, he just, like, keeps holding her down Mm -hmm. until she just, like, passes out. Um, Well, And he, like, busts her head on the wall. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He also just, like, smashes her head against the wall. (laughs) No biggie. Um, And he's like, well, hmm, she won't be asleep for long. (laughs) So he just, like, fucking fireman carries her with some supplies. And he's like, well, we're not going to go to the hospital because that's ridiculous. Come on. So he just, like, flags down a driver and heads to the fucking bookstore. Great. Cool. So good. Nothing bad can happen from this moment forward, huh? Yeah, they definitely won't end up in the cage at this point. Nope. Fuck. (sighs) God damn it. So, next week we have chapters 47 and 48. Ooh, mama. The good thing is, is we have 15% left. We're almost done. Jesus. Sweet release. (laughs) That is, yeah, we are, we are almost there, which is nice. Um, but the nice thing, though, is we do have some pastrons. Hell yeah, we do to talk about. Hold on. Give me one moment, please. No. Thank you. You're welcome. It's always a surprise to me. (laughs) Listen, you brought it out. I know. Okay. So, this week we have a Screen Rant Corner. Oh, yeah. And this one from Screen Rant was published on October 15th. By Hillary Elizabeth. Thank you, Hillary. And 
It is the D&D alignments of Twilight characters. The crossover we didn't know we needed. I've needed this for so long. Okay, well, some of us knew we needed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't you get us started? Hell yeah. Shout out to Rachel Gray. Ooh. Who's going to be Charlie Swan? Lawful good. Ugh, my dad. My dad. I love him so. All right. Shout out to Janae Jasper. Yeah. Who's going to be Esme Cullen. Neutral good. Ooh. Shout out to Kelly Beck. Ooh. Who's going to be Jasper. Who's lawful Ugh. neutral. Wow. Oh, that's smolder though. Alright, shout out to Sophia Salinger. Yeah. Who's gonna be Alice Cullen, chaotic neutral. Yes. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Ooh. Wayo. Who's gonna be Rosalie? Neutral Ugh. evil. Wow. Alright. Shout out to Alex Blake. Hell yeah. Who's going to be Swole Boy, Emmett Cullen, <laughs> Chaotic Neutral. Nice. Shout out to Taylor Brown, Cow, One. Holy shit. Who is going to be our dad, our other dad, Carlisle, True Neutral? Oh, our dad. Our dad. <laughs> All right, and shout out to Katie Weber. How? Who's gonna be Edward Cullen, lawful neutral. Great. Do you know what your alignment is? Uh, no. I don't know. You should figure that out. I think, I when I've done it before, I'm chaotic good. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So... Mm. <laughs> you're a bit of a rebel you know i am <laughs> you're a rascal but i would i think you should figure it out by next time and we'll check in oh fine i don't know can't believe i'm getting homework on my own you podcast. have homework <laughs> yeah. boo <laughs> okay um i have a fan fiction for you yes. today um and this comes from the author, The Fault in Our Ships. Okay. Which really takes me back yeah, to something. Um, and they are participating in something called 31 Days of Fic. Um, which is, some, is fucking something, I guess. Um, and it's, I guess they're doing, well unsurprisingly 31 days of fic challenges um all of these surrounded by alice and jasper and so the one that i chose here um is from their day 10 challenge which is um jasper's thoughts while alice is away during new moon okay jasper's pov I felt like I was dying by asphyxiation. Every second hurt. Every minute felt tighter around my throat. Every hour pressed heavier down on my body. And every day, every day I felt like I was drowning. We didn't need oxygen, and technically we didn't need human blood. Something humans like to believe we needed to live as much as they needed oxygen. Don't get me wrong, I strongly prefer it, just not the emotional whiplash that comes with it. So what was I being deprived of currently? I didn't need air, or arguably human blood. The answer was simple. Alice. She's been gone for a few days by now. He wasn't worried about them, even though they hadn't left on the happiest of terms. He has faith in them. Always has, had, and will. No, what he's worried about is the whole situation. They would fix them when she came back. If she came back. God. Jasper snaps a tree in half. Why hadn't he gone with her? Sure, he thought about going back to Forks because she thought Bella had killed herself was a bad idea. But he didn't think that bad idea would turn into her gallivanting off to the Volturi with Bella. Bad luck followed that girl around like a golden retriever puppy, always happy to lick her when she was down or nip her when she got too close. And now that bad luck was following Alice. 
Another tree snaps by his hand. I should have gone with her, he thinks, because right now he's a fish out of water, struggling to breathe. And without Alice and the ocean of comfort and safety she provided him, he was sure to drown. End scene. Damn. Damn, right? God damn. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I was like, all right. Yeah, all right. I I love a little bit of Jasper being, like, upset. So I can dig it. Oh, he just, like, makes me so emo. <laughs> Aw. I'm, like, all up in my feels right now. Okay. <laughs> I got to go cry about Jasper. So, as we say in Seattle. Get bit. And... Get teary-eyed. Ooh. And whipped. Bye. (laughs) This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as intothetwilight.show. You can send us an email at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at intothetwilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosttoast44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at IntoWildPlaces, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.